Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, loosely following the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we're going to be in Mormon chapters 1 to 6. Well, I've struggled a bit to get this episode out because I wasn't sure what direction to go with it. These chapters are such a shockingly abrupt change compared to the spiritually uplifting chapters we've been focusing on for weeks now. We've spent over a month on a spiritual high as we've studied the visitation of Jesus Christ to the Nephites in the Book of Mormon and discussed his teachings to the people. The Savior taught us all the fundamental things we need to know in order to live a happy life, to treat each other with kindness and love, and to gain eternal life. Within a couple years, the twelve disciples Christ chose in the Americas to lead as people had established the Church of Christ throughout all the land— Quote, and it came to pass the people were all converted unto the Lord upon all the face of the land, both Nephites and Lamanites, and there were no contentions and disputations among them. And every man did deal justly one with another, and they had all things common among them. Therefore, there were not rich and poor, bond and free, but they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. End quote. Sixty-five years later, the people were still happy and living in harmony with each other. Quote, and it came to pass that there was no contention in the land because of the love of God, which did dwell in the hearts of the people. And surely there could not be a happier people among all the people who had been created by the hand of God, End quote. Well, especially compared to the turmoil facing the world today in 2020, this society that the people had built during the first century after Christ visited them, founded on the teachings of Christ, well, it seems divine. But even though everyone throughout the lands had been converted to Christ and managed to pass on that faith through multiple generations until the year 200, from that point on, it was all downhill. Because of pride, sin, and contention that began to find its way back into society, civil war erupted with the people dividing themselves once again into Nephites and Lamanites, and by the year 385, the entire Nephite nation had been wiped out. While this process took 200 years for the Nephites, for us as readers, we witnessed this complete downfall of the people over a jarringly short 15 pages, leaving our heads spinning after having just witnessed one of the biggest events in history when Christ visited the Americas. Quote, they were once a delightsome people, and they had Christ for their shepherd. Yea, they were led even by God the Father. But now, behold, they are led about by Satan, even as chaff is driven before the wind. End quote. So how did we get here? What happened? The people seemed so happy. They loved each other. They took care of each other. They treated each other as equals. They had faith in Christ. They had hope for eternal life. They met together often as Christ commanded them to renew their covenants and remember their Savior. And then slowly, they stopped all these things. I guess as I read this story, I think about how I want to make sure this doesn't happen to me that I don't fall away from my faith, that my children build strong testimonies of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that they are able to pass it on to my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and so on. What worries me is that these people in the Book of Mormon after Christ came seem to be just as faithful or more than me. They seem to minister more to each other than we do today. They treated each other with more love and kindness than we do today. And yet, 
eventually their families all fell away. So what chance do we have? Quote, O ye fair ones, how could ye have departed from the ways of the Lord? O ye fair ones, how could ye have rejected that Jesus who stood with open arms to receive you? End quote. So let's take a minute to see if we can understand what happened to this people so we can learn from their mistakes. It started in the year 201. Quote, and now in this 201st year, there began to be among them those who were lifted up in pride, such as the wearing of costly apparel and all manner of fine pearls and of the fine things of the world. And from that time forth, they did have their goods and their substance no more common among them. And they began to be divided into classes and they began to build up churches unto themselves to get gain and began to deny the true church of Christ, end quote. So personal wealth began to be a priority for some people, and these people began to see themselves as set apart from those who were less wealthy. And then some people began to fall away from the church of Christ and joined other churches that likely allowed them to justify their behavior. These people eventually took upon themselves the name of Lamanites again, separating themselves from the people of God, who retained the name of Nephites. Fortunately, many of the followers of Christ held firm to their beliefs, but within 45 more years, quote, the more wicked part of the people did wax strong and became exceedingly more numerous than were the people of God, end quote. Then within another decade or two, quote, and also the people who were called the people of Nephi began to be proud in their hearts because of their exceeding riches and become vain like unto their brethren, the Lamanites. And it came to pass that when 300 years had passed away, both the people of Nephi and the Lamanites had become exceedingly wicked, one like unto another. End quote. And that was it. They never recovered. Civil war brought both nations to their knees and eventually destroyed the Nephites. So for us, what can we learn from this story? There are obviously some parallels between their society and our own. Pride contention, secret combinations, and a class-based social hierarchy have already permeated our country. We watch many of our friends fall victim to this, lose their faith, and fall away from their God. In other words, we're already heading down the same path that the Nephites and Lamanites were going down. So the question for those of us who have remained faithful up to this point is whether pride, vanity, and, un and an unhealthy desire for wealth has begun to infiltrate even the ranks of the faithful, of you and me. Or more importantly, how do we prevent this from driving a wedge between us and our Savior and each other? Well, I don't think I can answer that question, but I think back to Christ's teaching when he was instituting the sacrament for the people. After he had broken bread and blessed it and passed it out to the people, he said, quote, And this shall ye always observe to do, even as I have done, even as I have broken bread and blessed it and given it unto you. And this shall ye do in remembrance of my body, which I have shown unto you. And it shall be a testimony unto the Father that ye do always remember me. And if ye do always remember me, ye shall have my spirit to be with you. End quote. I think if we had to sum up everything that happened to the Nephites and Lamanites during this final fall, we could say that they had lost the spirit in their lives. One by one, over a period of decades, they began to forget about Christ. And eventually, each person reached a tipping point in their lives where they just gave up completely. And when, as a society, this, this reached a critical mass, they began to destroy themselves. 
you and I are in danger of the exact same thing. Every force in the world is trying to get us to forget about our Savior, even if just for a minute. Our smartphones, our politicians, our social media platforms, our streaming services, our retail malls, our video games, everything is trying to infiltrate our lives and either distract us into forgetting our Savior or blatantly attempt to convince us our faith is undesirable. You and I have to fight each day, each hour, to always remember Jesus Christ. It's difficult to not be distracted, to forget about our Savior from time to time. But if we're successful, then we'll always have his Spirit to be with us. And if we always have his Spirit to be with us, then like Paul declared to the saints in Rome, quote, If God be for us, who can prevail against us? End quote. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.